Family, we welcome those that are watching online this morning. Uh, we thank you for connecting with us. We're continuing in our series, I Choose, I Choose. And obviously there's a blank here. You fill it in with whatever you believe that belongs here. Amen. Um, we got one more installment. Am I correct? Next Sunday? No, two more. Two more. Next, next Saturday. And then the following Saturday. Saturday the 23rd, which is next Saturday, we'll be here. We'll have service at 7 p.m. in the evening. At 7 p.m. in the evening, Saturday the 23rd. And then the following Saturday, well, which is Saturday the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Okay? At 7 p.m. as well. So make sure that you come and be here with us. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful time in the Lord. But let's get to the message this morning. I choose. And obviously, there's a blank there that you fill it in with what you think is supposed to go in there. We make choices on a daily basis. How many can say amen to that? Hopefully, they're good choices or they're bad choices. I know my, my dear sister, Sandra, made a good choice not too long ago. She put uh, shutters, um, impact windows. And I'm sure that this wind that went on these couple of days, you didn't have any problems whatsoever. You know, it was a good decision that she made. She chose to put impact windows, which was a great decision, especially here living in South Florida. While we um, agonize sometimes over the little things in life, uh, we have to stop for a moment and say, are we glossing over the big choices that we need to make on a daily basis? When we stop and think about the big picture, are we making choices that honor God? I repeat this again. Are we making choices that honor God? That is the main thing. Whatever it is, whatever choice that you make in life is going to honor God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us here this morning, Lord. Thank you that you uh, stopped the storm, Father. Thank you that uh, the sun is out, Lord Jesus. And thank you that it's going to be a beautiful day, Lord, because this is a day that you have made, Lord. Father, we rejoice, Lord, to be in your house this morning, worshiping you and exalting your holy name. Father, Holy Spirit, have your way in this service. I pray that you would touch us this morning. Give us revelation of your word this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I've entitled the message this morning, Honor God. Honor God. Again, everything that we do, we've got to make sure that whatever it is, the decision, the choice that we make, the choices that we're making is going to honor God at, when we make him. You know, that we don't do anything out of the will of God. Go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 12, and it's just one verse that I'm going to read there for now. For now, it's just one verse. Matthew, chapter 12. And I want to read verse 36. Verse 36. And listen to what it says in the Lord of God. I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will have to account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. By your words, you will be acquitted. Or by your words, you will be condemned. 
It's, it's, it's the Word of God. This is uh, Jesus speaking. The words we speak come straight from a heart. It comes straight from your heart. It's what you have inside of you. That's what you're going to speak. If our heart is not lined up with what the Bible teaches, then we won't speak words of life, words of hope, words of healing, words of blessings. Can you say amen to that? Right now, Sister Carrie, uh, her brother is in the hospital, and obviously we're not there with him. Uh, God, he's there with him, but we're not. But we send forth the word of God and spoke healing over the body of Lewis. Amen? We, we, we don't have to be there physically, but all we need to do is just send forth the word of God and declare that Lewis is healed in Jesus' name. Last Sunday, um, I did an altar call, and Jolie came up. Uh, she was concerned about some tests that she's having, uh, some finals, that she, midterms that she's having uh, in school. And we sent forth the word. We laid hands on her. We prayed for her. And to the glory of God, you got a hundred. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that is not it. I know that you got more tests this week. And you know what? You're going to get another hundred in Jesus' name. We lay hands on her. We pray. And we send her forth with the word of God. Amen. We don't have to be there in front of the person. We don't have to be a uh, laying hands on, on the person or anything like that. We could just send forth the word of God and it's going to do what exactly what it's supposed to do. But what are you depositing in your heart is a question. Think about this for a moment. What is it that you're depositing in your heart? We need to think about that. We need to uh, 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 spend time thinking about what is it that I'm, uh, I'm allowing to come into my heart? What is it that I'm allowing to come into my spirit? And it's a choice you make. What is it that you're going to allow to come into your spirit? Either you're going to let the Lord, the, the word of God, um, I mean, uh, become rema in your life on a daily basis, or are you going to be filled with the junk that you see on the news on a daily basis? I mean, you have a choice. Some, some people spend countless times in front of the computer. Some guys uh, spent countless hours in front of the computer playing games. And believe it or not, Pastor Yvette and I have sat with people that have struggled in that area and they're struggling in their marriage. Because they, they, they spent a, 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 an amount of hours in front of that TV, in front of that screen, just playing there with people that they don't even know. And I'm going to tell you that that has no eternal or nor kingdom value at all. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you spend time on the phone. Maybe you spend time in front of the TV. Maybe you spend time gossiping. It has no eternal value whatsoever. No kingdom value whatsoever. So we got to be careful in these areas because what you're doing is it going to glorify God. What you're allowing in your spirit, is it going to exalt God? Listen to what it says in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, and I'm going to read it from the King James Version. It says, A good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. 
Now repeat this again. A good man or, or, or a good woman out of the good treasures of her heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of his heart his mouth speaketh. Are you with me this morning? If we constantly think, watch, or listen about negative things that are destructive or critical, we cannot by any means have anything positive inside of us to share with anybody else. What's going to come out of us is going to be all negative. We got to be extremely careful with what we speak. To speak words of life, we must intentionally put good things in our mind, our hearts, and reject bad, the negative, the, the, reject constantly the bad influence and the negativity that is out there on a daily basis. Because it's all around us on a daily basis. The tongue has the ability to destroy or to lift up a person. Think about this. With your tongue, you could lift up a person or you could destroy a person with what you say, with what you believe, with what you're confessing. James chapter 3, verse 10, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursing. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so, says in the word of God. The words of Jesus ring very clear in our ears that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What is it that is in our heart? The heart, the spirit, is programmed by words that we speak. Understand that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. No way faith cometh but by the word of God. The words that we hear, the word of God that we hear. If your heart and spirit is not filled with the word of God, but the junk that you are listening to on, on a daily basis, that's how you're going to react in circumstances. And I think we're, we're living in critical moments in our life that we need to make sure that we're filled with the word of God on a daily basis because there's things happening around us constantly. I mean, things are, are happening very quick around us and we need to be equipped with the word of God. And the moment to be equipped is not the moment that you walk out of your house. It's before you walk out of your house. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Word of God. But it's a choice that you're making. Remember, the enemy never comes with a warning. And he just comes to kill, steal, and destroy, says the Word of God. And he's not going to give you a warning. Hey, I'm going to be there tomorrow morning. Be ready. No, he's just going to come. How is it that you're going to react at that moment if there's nothing inside of you that is valuable, that it's kingdom word or kingdom minded? Many people, even in Christians, confess, even in the Christian realm, confess the words that the enemy is speaking to them. And you say, how could that be? People just just say things out of uh, out of place, even in the church. Things that just don't make sense whatsoever. Think about this for a moment, and it's happened to Pastor Yvette and I 
numerous times through the years of ministry. You have a person that comes up and says, Pastor, I need prayer. And you and you pray for them and they say, Pastor, I believe and I trust and I and I and I and I declare these words. And and then they turn around that same moment and they say, but God, but the, but 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 what the doctor said, Pastor, you don't understand, because what the doctor said and the report said. So why do you come up for prayer? Just believe what the doctor said and the report said. Or are you going to come to church and you're going to come before the pastor and say, pastor, lay hands on me and, and pray for me because I'm going through this from here, believing and trusting that God heard that prayer. Or are you just going to say, turn around and say, yeah, but, but the doctor said. What is it that you're confessing? What is it that you're believing? How can a person in his right mind go around confessing what the enemy has said to them? How can a person in their right mind do that? Understand, I'm not saying anything about doctors. I mean, doctors have to, that, that's, they went to school for that. They have to give the report. Whether it's good or bad, they have to give you a report. But at the end of the day, the one that has the final word is the Lord. It's not the doctor. It's not the doctor. Again, I have nothing against the doctors. But the report that I'm going to believe is the report of the Lord. That's it. And if it's my time to leave, so be it. I'll be before the presence of God. You're still going to win. You're not going to lose. Either you are going to believe or you're not. It's, it's simple. It's not complicated. I think you can understand why you would not want to do that in the natural realm and be a double-minded person that you say one thing one moment and then you're acting in a, in a different way. A double-minded man does not please God whatsoever or a double-minded woman does not please God whatsoever. I mean, we got to be centered in our faith and what we believe regardless of what we see and regardless of the report that we're receiving. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. If you were to say the same thing the enemy said about you, you just might be calling yourself a liar, a thief, and an unworthy sinner. Because you're believing what the enemy is telling you. You're believing the report that the enemy is telling you. You have no hope. You believe that you have no hope, that you're going to die, that uh, this is it. I mean, this is what the doctor said, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. No. What are you confessing with your mouth? What is it that you're saying is extremely important? And it's a choice that you have. You choose what is it that you're going to believe. Nobody could do that for you. You need to do it yourself. If we, one of the things that we instilled in our kids, Christy and Ricky, was that, you know what, when a test came around or, or Ricky's competition or, or Christy's competition of RLTC, that they were constantly competing in, and we would always instill it in them and, and let them know, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We don't serve a weak God, and God doesn't want you to be weak. So if you think that you're not going to make it, it's not God that's putting those thoughts in your mind. 
You need to identify where it's coming from. That's coming straight from the enemy. What is it that you're listening to? What is it? Who is it that you're allowing to speak into your life? I, 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 I 100% believe in that. That a lot of people open doors because they just allow anybody to speak into their life. And you can't do that. Who are your friends? Who do you surround yourself with? What are they speaking? What are the choices that they're making? Negative things, that's exactly what the enemy is trying to get you to do. And, and, and the words that he wants you to repeat. He wants you to create a distorted, unworthy, self-destructed image inside of you. And you know what's the sad thing? That there's a lot of youth out there that are believing the lies of the enemy. It's sad. It's sad that they're believing the lies of the enemy. Yeah, you feel like being a girl? Oh, you must be a girl. You, you were born with a different thing, but you know what? You, you were probably, we were supposed to be a girl. Or you were a boy and you feel like a girl. Or you're a girl and you feel like, no, man. Who are you listening to? Who are you allowing your kids to listen to? You know how many people just let their kids have their iPhones and they could be there for hours and hours and hours stuck in a room or, 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 or be wherever, and the one that is teaching them right, not right, but wrong all the time, is TikTok. Think about that. I mean, I, I've heard it numerous times. Have, have you not heard that there's been kids that commit suicide because... Somebody said something to a, a competition in TikTok and, and they went through it and they committed suicide. They saw it, they heard it. How could you allow that? And, and, and let's, let's put aside right now the youth. I'm talking about adults as well. I'm talking about grown men and women that are allowing the trash of this world come into their life, into their mind, and they're depressed, they're anxious, they're, they're worried, they're, I'm too fat, I'm too ugly, I, my hair's long, my hair's short, I'm bald, I'm not. You know, what is that? What are you allowing to come into your spirit? That's what you're going to speak. If the words are aligned with the word of God, you're going to speak that word. Hallelujah. But if it's not, you know what? You're going to speak what the enemy is telling you and, and, and wanting you to believe. Being a parent right now, it's not easy. It's not like when my kids were growing up. If you're a parent right now, uh, you, you, you need to be on your knees 24-7. Not occasionally. Not occasionally be in the house of God. Not occasionally open your word and not occasionally be filled with the word of God. You need to be on your knees on a daily basis. Because the enemy's out there to kill, steal, and destroy. And everything is going to the mind, to the mind, to the mind. You see the whole thing going on with Israel and Hamas. You see how many... Young adults and universities are coming straight out against Israel. They don't know one iota 
about the history of Israel. They don't know one thing about the Word of God. They're just repeating the nonsense that they're telling them in their universities. That's who's feeding adults. That's who's feeding our kids the junk that they're hearing in schools. Especially schools that are not Christian schools. So here comes a parent. Work full-time, overtime, double-time, triple-time, and Saturdays and Sundays, we, we got to do other stuff. We can't go to church. And they have no clue what the, what the child's doing. What are you allowing that child to be fed with in their mind? What's going into their mind? What's going into their spirit? I want to tell you this morning that the Lord wants you to choose today. Who is it that you want to honor? Do you want to honor the Lord or do you want to honor this world? We got to be very careful. The Lord wants you to know that the spirit of the living God is available and it's inside of you right now. If you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Lord wants you to know that he could set you free from bondage, from curses. He could set you free from addiction. He could set you free from uh, that, that spirit of suicide that maybe somebody that's listening to me right now over the means, uh, or, or, or over these means, uh, you, you've, been, you've been contemplating commit suicide because you have thought about it for a while. Some friend of yours did it, and you're thinking about that right now. And I am telling you that the Lord wants to give you a break. The Lord wants to hold your hand. The Lord wants to pull you out from that storm that you're in. But you need to measure, you need to choose today who you will serve. Jesus wants to be in your heart right now. And I pray, I pray to God that you would make the decision today to say, you know what? I've, I've, I've been listening to these uh, uh, dark music for so many years and I've been listening and I've been following my friends for so long and all I have is negative. Everything is negative. It's a choice you got today. You got a choice that you can make. And Jesus is there with open arms just waiting for you to come into his presence. Let's see what Jesus tells us in the reading of Matthew chapter 12. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. And at this time, I want to start on verse number 22. And, and, and I want you to understand... <clears throat> I want you to understand that there's no such thing as gray areas in the Word of God. Either you're with them or you're not. Either you accept them or you don't. Either you walk with them or you don't walk with them. Or you ignore him. Listen to what it says here. Are you there? Say amen. Chapter, Matthew chapter 12, verse 22. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and unable to speak was brought to him, meaning brought to Jesus. He healed him so that the man could both speak and see. And all the crowds were astounded 
and said, perhaps this is the son of David. When the Pharisees heard this, they said, the man drives out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Knowing their thoughts, he told them, listen to this, knowing their thoughts, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, every kingdom divided against itself is headed for destruction. And no city or house divided against itself will stand. I'm going to pause there for a moment. It says no city or house divided will stand. Oh, glory to God. There are things that are happening in our city that you and I have the authority and the control to be able to stop in the name of Jesus. Those that have been with us for years, you know that several times we have walked around this city and we have blessed this city and we have cursed out what was here that wasn't supposed to be here. But we have the right and we have the authority as a child of God to speak that word, to speak blessings and curses. It says in the word of God, very clear, every kingdom divided against itself is headed for destruction, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. Let's bring it to the house as well. A husband and wife have to be united as one. When you got married, you didn't get married individually. No, you came together as one under Christ. I know that you're going to get married next year. Engage next year. I don't know him, and uh, I pray to God that at one point I will. But I just want you to understand that you will not change anybody. Okay? The Bible is very clear about being unequally yoked. And I'm speaking this to everybody that is here. The Bible is very clear about being unequally yoked. And that's not just in marriage. That is across the board in everything, even in business. If you're in business with a person that is not a believer, you're heading for trouble. You're heading for trouble. Make up your mind this day. Choose this day who you're going to serve. Choose this day who you're going to honor. You honor the Lord with everything that you do and you place your hands on. Whether it's marriage or business, we don't change anybody. I hear people know because I'm madly in love and, and I know for a fact that she's not a believer, but I know since I'm a believer, the moment that we get married, you know what? She's going to get saved or he's going to get saved and everything's going to be kumbaya. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You better make sure that that man is walking with the Lord before you get married and you better make sure that woman is walking with the Lord before you marry her and you avoid problems in your life. And you avoid problems in your life. And you know what? If you don't like what I'm saying, go to the word of God and battle Jesus. How about that one? You know, tell them, hey, Lord, I don't like what, what's in the word. Can we change this? But you know what? He put it here for a reason. And we need to abide by that. A house divided will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will this kingdom stand? 
And if I drive demons by Beelzebub, who is your sons drive them out by? For this reason, they will be your judges. If I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Then the kingdom of God has come to you. Verse 29. How can someone enter the strong man's house and steal his possession unless he first ties him up the strong man? He can rob his house. Anyone who is not with me is against me. And anyone who does not gather with me scatters. Because of this, I tell you, people will be forgiven every sin. And um, because of this, I tell you, people will be forgiven every sin and blasphemy. But the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. Will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks of the word against the son of man, it will be forgiven for him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the one to come. It's very clear. The, the word of God is very clear. Listen to what it says on verse number 33. Either make a tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit, um, um, brought of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. As a good man produces good things from his storeroom of good, and an evil man produces evil things from the storeroom of evil. I'm going to verse 36 again. I tell you that on that day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be acquitted, or by your words, you will be condemned. It's very clear, it's very simple, and it's to the point. It's to the point. Jesus said that the good things and bad things of life come out of the heart, and they are released out of the mouth. Glory to God. It's not complicated. We got to be careful. What choices are we making? What is it that we're saying? What is it that we're believing? What is it that we're confessing? What is it that we're standing on? If you say, you know, I, I never have money, you're never going to have money. Because you just said it. You just, you just said it. You declared it. You got to continue to say, you know what? I am rich because you know what? You are rich. You're blessed above and beyond. Hallelujah. You are rich because you know what? Christ died for you. You are rich because of the blood of Jesus. You are rich because your sins are forgiven. You are rich because you have an eternal home that you can look forward to. You got to understand that this is not it. We're just passing by. I got to look to heaven. I am rich beyond. Love and beyond. Matthew chapter 15, verse 11. I'm going to read verses 11 and 18 and 19 from the King James. It says, Not which goeth, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, 
but that which cometh out of the mouth defileth a man. Verse number 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. They defile the man. Verse 19. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, fornicators, theft, fault with witness, blasphemy. In conclusion, God cares about what we speak. And it's a choice that we make on a daily basis. What is it that is going to come out of our mouth? How is it that we're going to confront our situations? Don't let the things that are happening around you wrap you up that you respond in a negative way or say words that, you know what, you're never going to be able to fish back in. Once you said it, it's done. Once you say it, it's completely done. Even in a marriage, be careful the way that you speak to one another. In the years that we've been married, Pastor Yvette and I, do you think that everything we've been on it 100%? That I've been in agreement with her 100% or she's been with me in agreement 100%? No. No. But we're not going to fight about it. We're going to talk about it. And she's going to come halfway and I'm going to come the other halfway and we're going to meet in the middle. And you know what? To the glory of God, we're still married. There's no such thing as only my way or her way. But we got to be careful the way that we speak because there's a lot of people that speak things in a hurtful manner that unfortunately it creates scars in your life forever and ever. And yes, you forgive them, but those scars are there. Some of you probably been scarred since childhood. And yes, you forgave your family member, your mom or your dad or that uncle or that aunt or grandma or whoever it might have been, but, but the scar is there. Am I right or wrong? Can you say amen to that? Come on. And I could guarantee you that whatever they said to you, they said it out of ignorance. And I could guarantee you that probably if they were alive today, um, they probably have not said anything to you, but they probably regret what they said. And if they would be able to retrieve those words, they probably would do it. But it's too late. Because it already went out. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, but I say to you, that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give an account of it at the day of judgment. They will give an account of it at the day of judgment. I'm going to give you uh, several scriptures right now. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 3, gives us lots of great life advice, including reminding us that whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. It says it in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue 
keeps his soul from trouble. We've all been in trouble at one point or another. I've been in trouble many times because of what I've said. And you know what? You can't retrieve it. It's already out there. It's already out there. It's interesting that you really don't have to look too far to find somebody that has said something out of context or something that they should have never said. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer. Hallelujah. That it may impart grace. Always keep in mind that there's other people that are around you that are listening to you, the way that you act, the way that you speak. What are you declaring? What are you confessing? What are you believing for? How is it that you react when people come with you and charge you with uh, something that, uh, you know what, that they should have never said? And, and I hear a lot of times people say, well, you know what, this is the way I am. This is the way my family was or this is the way that I was brought up. And you know what, that's an ignorant response because you need to make a choice. I can't say, you know what, I'm going to get divorced, you know, three or four times because my dad did it. I can't do that. I got to make a choice. And I did make a choice one day. And I told my wife, my kids will never go through what I went through because of the decision that my dad made. I made a choice one day. We need to make choices on a daily basis. James chapter 3, verse 8, No man can tame the tongue, which is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Full of deadly poison. According to the scripture, only God can help us control our tongue. Only God. Don't tell me because this is the way that I was brought up and this is my family. No, 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 no. Forget about that nonsense. One day you're going to stand before the Lord. And what are you going to tell him? Papito, yo soy Latino. No, you can't. You can't tell him that. He created you. He knows who you are. He knew you in your mother's womb. But you have a choice. You choose what is it that you're going to do in your life. I, 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 Pastor Yvette and I have been doing counseling, marriage counseling, just counseling in general for years. And I, and I, and I have a, a really hard time when people, especially men, come up and they say, well, you know, this is the way that I was brought up and You know, this is what I saw. Brother, you're 35. You mean to tell me that you have not grown up yet? That's what you're I'm still a child. And I'm doing the same thing that I'm seeing at home, even though I knew that it was wrong. No, you got to make a choice. At one point, you, you got to be responsible for your actions. You choose what is it that you're going to do. It's not somebody else. It's you. At the end of the day, you're the one that's going to stand before the Lord. It's not going to be a community of people. We're not going to be kumbaya, all go together. I mean, unless we're going to the rapture, it's a different story, you know, but we're not going to, no, we're going to stand before the Lord individually and give an account. 
The spirit of man is not of this world. The creative ability of man comes through his spirit. When man has God's word abundantly abiding in his heart and speak it forth in faith, he speaks spirit's words that work in the world of the spirit. In the world of the spirit, in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm. These words will also dominate the physical world. He breathed spirit life into God's word and it becomes a living substance working for him and it worked the same way that it worked for God at the very beginning in the book of Genesis. He spoke the word and things became. Are we speaking or are we destroying with our words? It's the choice that we got. Would you stand this morning? In the book of um, John, Jesus was talking about him being the bread of life. And anyone who believes in him has eternal life. But in verse 63, he said, the spirit is the one who gives life. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. What Jesus is saying, they were the words of God received into his spirit. Into his spirit. And being abundantly in spirit and heart, he released faith in word and the word form through the words of his mouth that he spoke. The words of Jesus, the words of Jesus are inside of us. Because he's the spirit of the living God living inside of us. It's not that we got to go to a seminar. It's not that we have to do point one, two, three, and four. No, the spirit of the living God resides inside of us. Each and every one of us. The same spirit that spoke to Lazarus. And he called him out when he was dead. That same spirit lives inside of you. If you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the same power that he had with his words, the same powers we have with our words. I choose to honor God with my words. It's something that I need to keep in check on a daily basis. Is it easy? No. No. You get to, uh, you're a teacher and you get to school and you got this parent, you got a, a parent-teacher's meeting and, and you feel like grabbing that parent by the neck. And you're looking at the child and you're saying, this is a result. I'm, I'm seeing it right here. You are right there. You're the result of this child acting the way that this child is acting. And you really feel like grabbing that parent by the neck, but you can't do that. Turn around, pour some anointing oil on you, then turn around with a smile and say, Voy a trabajar con usted. I'm going to work with you. We're going to make it together. Your child's going to make it. 
But really inside of you, what you feel like doing is grabbing them and beating the heck out of them in the parking lot and then laying hands on them and praying for them. In a marriage, don't raise your hands, but how many times have you felt like grabbing your spouse? Oh, boy, Jesus. <laughs> grabbing them by the neck and wringing them, your wife or your husband. Oh, look at Robert. St. Robert over here. <laughs> but it's true. But you know what? Especially if you're walking with Christ, you got to understand that it's a daily work. And we're never going to get to that place that, you know what, Rice, we made it. No. Not until we're in the presence of God. So the, the, the result that we have with that, what we have to do is on a daily basis, ask God to help us. Ask God to give us that strength. But our main goal, our focus has to be, I'm going to honor God. You got to wake up in the morning saying, you know what? I've decided. I made the choice. I chose. I choose. I decided to honor God. If you wake up with that mentality, you know what? Your day's going to go by a lot better. That doctor is going to come and tell you stuff, Jeannie, that you really don't want to hear and, and, and you really don't care about. But you know what? You're going to answer that doctor in a different way. You're going to answer to that client that you have to deal with, that they're on the other side of the world and, and, and they're calling you with a complaint. And, uh, you know, this didn't come up. You know, aceite. Mucho aceite. Mucho, mucho aceite. A lot of oil. Are you with me this morning? I pray to God that this word has uh, ministered to you this morning, and I pray to God that you make the decision today. You know, I, I, my, my decision is to honor God. We're going to continue to live in this world. We need to occupy until Jesus comes. And you know what? I, I, I wish I could tell you that things are going to get better, but they're not. They're not going to get better. Reality is they're not going to get better because we're living in the end times. And in the end times is when we need to show more grace than ever before. Because if it wasn't because of the grace of God, a lot of us wouldn't be here this morning. And in order to speak in that grace and that love, you need to have a relationship with them. And it needs to start at home, not in your car when you're upset of the person that cut in front of you or not when you get to work. Start honoring God in the morning, early in the morning. Amen. I know that all of us that are here this morning, we're believers, but I want to give an opportunity to those that are watching online. And, and maybe this word has, uh, uh, I mean, resonated in your ear and, uh, Something that you probably were getting to the end of the year. We just got two more weeks to go before the end of the year. And probably you're sitting there and you're saying, Pastor, I, I, I needed to hear that word because I, I've been thinking that I need to make a decision 
because my, my, my life has been in turmoil for years. I've been listening to voices. I've been listening to people tell me negative things, and I've been hanging on to that so tight, and, I, and, I, and, and I've harbored this pain and this uh, suffering inside of me. And I'm going to tell you right now that the only way that you're going to be set free from that is accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if that's you this morning, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just stand up right there where you're at and just repeat this word after me. And those that are here this morning, just repeat this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you right now, Lord, and I accept your son, your son Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I've sinned all my life. I think I've, I've done things my way. I've listened I've been listening to things that I should have never listened to. I've been following voices speaking into my life that I should have never listened to. Lord, forgive me. And I surrender my life to you right now. I give my heart to you, Lord. Guide me and lead me on a daily basis, Lord. I thank you for your forgiveness. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. If you made that prayer this morning for the first time, I ask you to please send us an email, and I want to I let you know about your next step. But I want to let you know that the heavens are rejoicing right now because of the decision, the choice that you made today to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God bless you. Please connect with us next Saturday at 7 p.m. in the evening. Next Saturday. God bless you. We'll see you then. God bless each and every one of you. I pray that you have a wonderful week. Make sure that you share this word with somebody.